Es ist ein Dieseid, das die Show ein paar Eiden bekommt. Meine Damen und Herren, an Variationen der Wahn, das ist moderner Eskapismus. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Oodles. Like any good leader, king, god, emperor, I will be steering this podcast into oral Elysium. Joining me today in this quest, Aphrodite, the goddess of love, sex and the female form, has nothing on this person. It's Biggie. <laughs> schnell, schnell, got in himmel. <laughs> we we cancelled already. <laughs> Because Daddy's not here. Uh, Hades, Brimstone, The River Styx, Caron the Boatman, Horrors Beyond Horrors, and Never Ending Nightmares. To her, it's a Tuesday. It's Candy. Heineken. (laughs) 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 And mythology has such a vast, deep wealth of characters to describe this, man. But there can only be one that I can really put as this man. I've gone for the half man, half goat, Pan. Five foot trickster, it's Stig. Yeah, that's as good. <laughs> that's as good. <laughs> Unfortunately, our um, Uberfuhrer, Gadget, is not here today. He's got the shits. That's shitting. <laughs> that's shitting. I don't know why I started with German film. I just wanted to appease Biggie. But anyway... Yeah, he's got the shits. We wish him a, a speedy recovery, but it's catching on. It's really catching on. This is this is the epidemic. Fucking shits. The shitting. Shitting. Uh, hat die Schneebli. Schnee, not Schneebel. Oh, whatever. Fuck it. Actually, it's Schneeble. <laughs> yeah. It's Mr. Schneeble. How is everyone doing? Fine. Yeah, better than last week. Over. Yeah. Yeah, you're back, mate, aren't you? Have you got any mm. feedback from last week? Um... I did have, but then I was corrected by Biggie about it anyway. So fantastic! And also, um, a glory hole is actually a cupboard. You know this, no. right? No, yeah. Well, maybe back in the past, but yeah. everyone knows what a glory <laughs> hole is now. Yeah. I mean, we all we know what one is now. I mean, I think even but in the nineties, an old deer talking about is... her glory hole is. Uh... No, it wasn't an old deer. It was a young deer. <laughs> she knew. It was a young buck. She knew. Someone did <sighs> once say glory hole to me, and when I was about. A, just a messy cupboard once, and I had to. I did have a double take. <laughs> One of the um, chapters of my autobiography is going to be called "Glory Hole." Quite a quite a strong moment in my uh, formative years. Got a lot. Anyway, got a lot you... of messy cupboards in your house, like mess, mess. <laughs> no, <laughs> I prefer Victorious. Uh... Oh, by the way, to let the listeners know, Biggie's been on a two-day bender, so that man is three sheets to the wind. It's going to be the best news segment of all time this week. And plus, Gadget's not here to give us actual facts. Luckily, Stig's here, because we would be fucked. We would be absolutely (laughs) fucked. I might just drop off um, just such you three. 
what, listen to the chaos. <laughs> no, do not do this. <laughs> not in the mood I'm in. Um, but yeah, if everyone's all right, and if you guys are keen, I'd like to hear some of that news. It's Biggie's Breaking News. You may already know, but he doesn't, because it's time for Biggie's Breaking News. Hit it! Na 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 na. Here comes the news reader, Biggie's news. I'm the lyrical podcaster, Biggie's news. Big up the Emmy in crude area, Biggie's news. Still love you like that, Biggie's news. Right. Sorry about that. I'm not very little prep went into that one. I do love that song. No, that'll rap after. I've got time, mate. Come on. Let's get some news. I bet loads of stuff's been happening this Murderer. Here we go. FTC resumes its case against Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Yes. Once again, it's resuming its case after a pause over the summer. Means the FTC can still battle the deal even if it closes, reports Bloomberg. Though it won't derail its completion by the 18th of October. A new order released yesterday, which was the day that I got this news from, so I'm not going to tell you which day that is, states that the FTC has determined that the public interest warrants this matter by re- being resolved fully and expeditiously. Therefore, the Commission is returning the matter to adjudication. Hmm. Whatever that means. What do we think is going to happen then? Well, I don't, I don't see how they can through. go back on what... They, it's gone through in the States. I don't know how they can go back on their word. Uh, as far as I'm aware, they shook hands. Mm. The deal was done. This is why we need Gadget to explain. He will know. He'll be Gadget, come back! He'll be shouting at his device now. I'm pretty sure he gets the game of broadsheets every day and just big, massive broadsheet newspapers all about the gaming industry. <laughs> and he reads it all. <laughs> on the toilet. I thought you'd be subscribed to that, being a gamer. Nope, nope, nope. I just... club, didn't I? At this point, I'm kind of just... I just want the news of Microsoft has completed the acquisition or... Microsoft has been denied and won't be allowed to pursue it any further. That, that, they're the yeah. only two. The, I also I wish that the news they, of they one of each of them and then it's done with. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish they weren't lying in the first place. This has got nothing to do with Activision. It's got to do with the intellectual property, Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. And they're making out it's not. It's not just that. Oh, no. No. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's all it is. And bitter honesty, guys. Why didn't they just buy that IP off them? Pretty big though, if you can yeah. deny Sony Call of Duty, <laughs> can do it. I, I I like I like the rebellion, the rebelliousness of it. Even though it is monopoly at its highest caliber, there's still comes some kind of cheekiness to it, and I think it's funny. And I just like to see PlayStation fanboys crying into the wind. I want to I want to see it just get petty as shit between the two of them. <sighs> I mean, it's yeah, already getting there, kind of, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, I really want to see that shit. I love it, mate. Nintendo I mean, just sat the sideline. I mean, if anything, console wars gives us content. If it's peacetime, we can't talk about shit, can we? There should be an actual fight between Phil Spencer and well, it's not Jim Ryan anymore, is it? No, Mister Mister Sony. No, it's the, the, it's the Japanese man if now. They, isn't if it? they just they, they organize this, so they just like literally hire like you know fucking 
the mountain from Game of Thrones just for that yeah. weekend. Your strongest <laughs> champion versus our strongest yeah. champion. <laughs> and then <laughs> sack him the afterwards. <laughs> yeah, sack him. Mm, yeah, I mean... <sighs> Gadget will have something to say next week, surely. Next. <clears throat> oh, flashbacks. Uh, the Last of Us multiplayer game is basically on ice right now. According to Kotaku's sources, the game is not completely cancelled, but it's basically on ice. Initially starting out as a multiplayer companion to The Last of Us Part 2, the project grew in size and was eventually spun out to become a standalone title. Mm. Hands up if anyone gave a shit about that. Oh, no one's raised yeah, their hands. Been, I think that might be something to do with... Uh, for so long. I think that might be something to do with something we'll be talking about later in the news. I just... Yeah, um... Who cares? Like, there are so many... I'm sure there's so many better... The, on, I like, like, don't get me wrong, right? Multiplayer On the games. original Last of Us, Factions was fun as an add-on to an actual game that you bought. It was fun for yeah, a I weekend. Played it briefly. That's it. It was fun for a weekend. I mean, I'm playing... I'm playing... The Last of Us, mainly for the story and the environments and the, the graphics and yeah, all that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's fine as a shooter, but it's not some of that I'd yeah, adapt. It's competent. Yeah, that I'd adapt into a competitive online shooter. But if you wanted that competitive online shooter, then you do play Call of Duty. You do play your yeah, you play the ones that do it well. You, you play the ones that literally even God forbid Destiny, because apparently that's. I mean, it used to it used to have some best shooting I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Play the good one. It was really good. Mm. Don't waste your time with it. Don't waste your time. Give us another uncharted. Fuck it. Let's do this. Let's go. Well, one thing apparently they might be busy with the last of oh, start again. The last of us two PS5 remaster seems to be real. Plenty of rumors around the internet, based on evidence coming from a LinkedIn profile of a Naughty Dog developer, spotted by Insider Gaming who claims to have worked on The Last of Us Part 1 and The Last of Us Part 2 remastered, it said. The profile has since been updated, and the mention of the second project has been removed, which can mean any, anything, really. Been yes. in the works for years, reportedly. It sounds like a waste of time to me. What did, yeah, I, I mean, it already looks amazing, but if you kind of go off... I, I played the... Um, the it's, it's not a remaster or anything like that. It's an upscaled version when mm. you put it on the PS5, isn't it? It goes to... Um, uh, is it 60 frames plus ray tracing HDR when you put it on the PlayStation 5 it does everything it even does some stuff with the triggers why would you spend 70 quid on a box that says PS5 on it yeah I thought we already had that I thought it's... exactly there was an upgrade wasn't there there was yeah. some kind of over the air upgrade to the PS4 version yeah because we mentioned it on the show we played this on the show you know what I mean me and Gadget reviewed it it's this is. I hope it's not real, but seeing that, I don't see the point. I just just because it's just the leap between PS4 and PS5 ain't that big. Nothing. Yeah. So and it looked nothing. great. It, it did look great. And again, you can put the PS4 disc in that you can probably buy for about twenty quid anywhere, and you've got you've, you've got your next gen version. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, it was that good. They based the remaster of The Last of Us on that. This is like mind you, I have seen in CEX that they do they do sell the titles for the PS4 and PS5 at the same price because of the free upgrade. So you have to look hard online to find that deal. Yeah, but the PS4 version's been out for so long now; it's not cheap. It's not expensive. I mean, no, but I'm saying that these CEX sell both copies, the PS5 and the PS4, 
at the same price because they know you can upgrade on the PS5. Ah, yeah. Nasty buggers. Yeah, yeah, I think I did that with a recent... Cyberpunk, weren't it? Cyberpunk. Mm. Mm. I just think it's bullshit, but it it might happen. With the related incident about the multiplayer, Kotaku have also reported that layoffs are happening at Naughty Dog with no severance pay for those involved. I've also reported that the redundancies were for non-full-time staff in various departments within the Santa Monica studio. And this has also um, happened at Telltale Games as well recently. So they're getting rid of agency staff. So I just want to point something out that I thought was interesting that was in the Discord. I think it was uh, Best Boy Kurt um, mentioned mm. it, that could this be a video game crash imminent? Considering I said that. Like I said there's it. been like, a lot Like from the 70s and 80s, the video this. game crash was catastrophic. It wasn't... I think the thing that pulled it back was Nintendo. Do you know what I mean? With the, uh, the NES. That started bringing it all back. And then cheaper PCs and blah, 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 blah. But that crash from the 70s with Atari and stuff, that was massive. Mm, it's the E.T. game, was it? just it? stopped. <laughs> Nobody got games anymore. it was anymore. the 80s, wasn't it? It might have been the 80s. It might have been the 80s. But yeah, it, it just stopped, didn't it? It was definitely the 80s because late 70s is like Pong. Pong. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I just, I weren't born, but I know it just, it stopped for years. I think maybe the issue is, look how long it takes for a huge a AAA game to come out now that, years that now, works right and has, looks right and everything is just as it should be. It's taking a lot longer to make them than it used to. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And you've had a COVID as well. Yeah. The and if you... fallout from COVID and a lot of games are being delayed when they're about to be launched. It's like, no, we need to work on... Well, know, look at it like all like the other kind of statements. middle, mid-tier games, like double-A games and stuff like that. They've just not been hitting, have they? Like, yeah. No, you look at Nothing the, like original, you look like the trailer at them or something, oh, that looks all right. And then it comes to launch and everyone's like, this doesn't work, this doesn't work. That, like, it... The, Dialogue's crap. The gameplay's crap. Well, a lot of stuff's coming out that, like your, your mid-tier ones, your, your double A's. Like, like recently, like, Lies of P. Everyone's saying, "Oh, it's great." This no one's buying it. You don't hear but anyone kicking off thing. about it. Like, this is the best. Is is game? No one... Is Game Pass becoming a hindrance as well? Like, people aren't buying the games because they've got it on Game Pass. This, and how much yeah. money are they actually yeah. making back from Microsoft? Out how of much that? money are they making? Yeah, there's a lot of factors, but I. Some kind of crash, but then again, um, I think someone did say in our Discord that the indie scene. I was just about to say this could stop could stop a crash from happening. Indie yeah. The indie scene's never been better. Yeah, but you've got too many yeah. people that are just like eh, I don't like playing indie games. I want triple A games. Like, well, fuck them. They don't deserve games. I- I'm going to talk about an indie game <laughs> coming up. It's fucking mm. incredible. <laughs> Some of the best experiences yeah. I've had this year are indie games. One of my um, gotties that I'm going to be putting forward is Dredge. That's not a triple A game. You know what I mean? That's literally one of the best games I've played in about five years. Fucking fuck these idiots, man. Fuck them. But yeah, that could stop the crash from happening. If it could be a, a multi-million crash for the big the big players, who just split off and branch off and start creating their own games in the bedrooms, and we have just got these sensational. We don't use the word indie games anymore. They're just called games because that becomes the norm. But you don't get these massive ten billion dollar. God of War Ragnaroks for a very long time. Mm. And everyone's just got PCs then because that's all you can play them but on. But even when you get them, everyone just moans, oh, it looks like DLC. It's like, well, 
They're oh, going yeah, to yeah. reuse assets of the previous game. Yeah. Like every other game, when we had PS1 games, PS2 games, you PS3 should games, see the, um, they all used the, assets the, and looked like the previous game. They just had better graphics. It might not be in this news, but the, did you see the review bombing of um, Assassin's Creed Mirage because they used the same cat pet animation as Valhalla? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was unplayable. This budget title, by the way, it's not a full price game. Yeah, who cares? It's the fucking pack. It's like people complained about the fact that they used the same animation for God of War and Ragnarok for him getting on and off the boat. Why would Kratos Good. all of a sudden just why would he change, change up the way he gets off the boat? Like, yeah, that's yeah. not. I, I open the door thing. the same way I've opened the door for the last thirty yeah. mm, odd years. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I open doors. I, I get off things the same. If all of a sudden I mean, he was like doing a lot, like, more, a lot more agony nowadays. I go like some kind of triple <laughs> backflip off it. It looked fucking stupid, wasn't it? Like, it's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. I, I, I hate gamers. Next. I think we got off. I think we may have got off the, the actual news talking point there, but yeah. It's Gadget's not here. Get ready, listeners. Gonna be one of them. Uh, this one's for you, Oodles. Square Thanks. Enix has finally made it possible to play all of Final Fantasy XIV completely solo. As reported oh, really? by VG247, FF14's patch 6.5. Has brought the game's duty support system, which lets players bring NPCs into dungeons instead of other players, uh, up to date to include every part of the game. And then it mentions oh. Stormblood Dungeons, the Drowned City of Scala, the Burn, and the the Gimlet Dark were the last to be made available with duty support. The brand new dungeon Lunar Subterrane also works with the new system immediately. So is this going to be like um, AI characters? Because some of these are raids and stuff like I, I played a lot of that game, not as much as some of our listeners, but I played. Up until the free track, I, mean, I, I, I it were hours, like tens of tens of hours of it on my own. And there's some bits I just could not do it on my own. Mm. So I wonder if it's going to be AI-controlled companions or something like that. Elder Scrolls Online introduced something fairly similar, and it was um, mm. you could take every player, you could take one um, companion. So you wouldn't be able to do it totally solo, but you could you could do what the, their version of a raid that would normally be twelve mm. people with six and companions. And it was just a fucking miserable experience. Like the AI was, was just it? not there. It just wasn't. Great. Heal me, motherfucker! <laughs> like you might be able to scrape through, like barely. But I don't know how much of an enjoyable experience it would be. But the thing is, an MMO. You know, just if you don't want to play an, an MMO, don't play Final Fantasy fourteen. There's plenty of good Final Fantasy for um, Final Fantasy games. Yeah. No, but you have to understand this, Candy. That is the only game that Square Enix are making money off. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. They need to keep supporting that game. Yeah. You still need a subscription a to play. You still need a yeah, subscription yeah, course, online for it. That is how that company still exists. That one game. Trust me. And Final <laughs> Fantasy VII still sells for some reason. It still charts in like top 200 and it came out in 1997. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Some people are still buying that game. Timeless. Fuck. Yeah. I can confirm some people still play it today. <laughs> that's what I mean <laughs> that's all they got that's all they got next uh, Nintendo came out with an announcement with a discontinuation of we online services cancelled for... we are no longer a game company anymore we quit <laughs> is that the announcement no, no. Uh, oh. online services for Nintendo 3DS and the Wii U software it said in early April 24 
Online play and other functionality that uses online communication will end for the 3DS and Wii U software. This will also include online cooperative play, internet rankings, and data distribution. We will announce a specific end date and timing at a later date. Then they said, please note that if an event occurs that would make it difficult to continue online services um, earlier, we will have to do them planned. If anyone wants to hit me up that has a 3DS or something like that, like I have, I've got a link to a mega file that's got literally every game. On it. If you want it, I'll give you. I'll give you the link. It's very, very but easy to hack on console. Absolutely, yeah. I own every single 3DS and DS game. Only if you own them. All ten thousand of them. <laughs> I have. I have the ultimate mega file. It's up there. It still works. Hit me up, guys, for one pound. <laughs> <laughs> Not As to me, patron. just for the patron. Just for the patron. I don't want the pound. God, I'm I'm rich as fuck me. Just the patron. It's a good thing Nintendo aren't no- notoriously litigious. Not with their legacy stuff, though, are they? <laughs> I suppose after not. After what? After they just forget it exists. Mm, they, I mean, that 3DS has been hackable for years. I've got the new 3DS. Sensational bit of kit, that, still. <laughs> it's your fave, isn't it? I fucking love it, man. It's great. Next. Wish my kids had played more than fucking Roblox. Oh, <laughs> sad. Uh, five former Ubisoft executives were arrested after sexual harassment investigation um, by the French police following a year-long investigation into sexual assault and harassment within the company. French newspaper Liberation reported that there were three arrested with another two placed in custody. Among those arrested are former chief um, creative officer Sergei Haskowit and ex-VP of editorial and creative services Tommy Francois. Both left the publisher in summer Tommy 2020. Is the most French name I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I know. It's like Jacques Le Cube. Pierre Baguette. <laughs> Pierre Baguette. I guess it's sad that the event happened, but it's good that they've continued the investigation and arrested the fuckers. I was going to say, at least lock them up, seriously. Man. That didn't happen with Chop the Chop the knobs stuff. off. Yeah. yeah, exactly. At least it was taken seriously, investigated, and. They've been yeah. arrested and charged with it. So good. Viva Off la the like notoriously, notoriously like hardcore the French police anyway. They're like a hardcore police force. They don't give a fuck. Yep. Well. As long yeah. as it's uh, not Inspector Clouseau, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Chuck them in the Bastille. Leave them. That's it. Done. Too right. Leave Let them rot, man. Disgusting. Horrible people. Next. Uh, Sony Pictures Core. Has been announced that will allow PS4 and PS5 users to buy or rent films as well as get early access to purchase select Sony films. Sony is completely revamping the Crunchyroll app to be compatible with all smart TVs on the market as well when this is completed. Oh. Uh, Crunchyroll will be integrated into the PlayStation Plus catalogue with the extra and premium tiers. I saw that. And they uh, will get free access to a catalogue of up to 100 movies. And I've had a look at this and yeah, there's some, some good shit good on there, isn't it? In there. Yeah. I'm pumped for you Crunchyroll. Can watch, um, you could watch <coughs> Marbius and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, what's Multiple the difference, times? though? Because Sony, didn't they, within the last three years, cancel their movie service? It was that view service. Not view. It was something else, wasn't it? They cancelled it completely. Yeah. So what's the difference? Why are they now starting it up again? More money. <laughs> Cost more. Right. But I guess it's, the if they've got cr- the, the licenses great, to the movies, is a great app. they can just put it there. And if I'm getting Crunchyroll ad-free, mm. 
So this is part it of might the... be worth seven ninety nine a month for PlayStation Plus. So this is now part of PlayStation Plus rather than a, a separate thing. Yes. That... Right. Okay. Yeah. With no adverts because the Crunchyroll adverts are ridiculous. Yeah. Those are YouTube ones. Yeah, I don't know if the Crunchyroll thing is up and running yet, but the, uh, the pictures one is. I, I had a look and uh, scanned. How many? How many films have. you bought? No, none. No, I was looking at the free ones, <laughs> the ones that came as part of the PlayStation Plus thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it'll get me on board because I watch Crunchyroll a lot. Yeah, do you know what I think? Like <clears throat> for the for the game subscription, no, but if it's got movies and Crunchyroll as well, then yeah, I'm tempted. Yeah, it's a bit of a more of a mi- hang on. That sounds like something Xbox would do. <laughs> oh, what are they thinking over there at Sony Towers? <laughs> Next. In its own side quest to save Cyberpunk 2077, CD Projekt Red spent over $85 million on Fanny Libs. That's almost half the cost of the base game. The exact mm. breakdown comes down to um, the currency, is it Russian? Polish. CD Project. Oh, Polish. Sorry, thank you. On uh, direct production expenditures and another ninety-five million in Polish uh, currency on marketing campaign costs. When converted to US dollars, about sixty-two point eight million and twenty-one point seven million, respectively, or roughly eighty-five million in total. But they're also busy. It. Sorry, go on. I was just about to say, like, it's fucking worth it. Mm. <laughs> it's such a good game. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this. Is uh, I didn't add this to the news, but they've um, they just today released a documentary about the the making of Fanny Libs. So I might w- yes. I might watch it after. What's it called? The it. Fanny Libs story. I think so. Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> it's so fucking good. It's literally tipping my game at year away, and it's a fucking three year old game. We haven't got them silly rules that other podcasts have. By the way, guys, we can bring anything. It's um, I'm bringing Killzone. No, you're not. I haven't played it this year. You said anything. You said no. that. Cat. Needle's just making up rules here, man. I could just watch a <laughs> well, film. it's DLC, isn't it? Yeah, you, know, you could bring the DLC. You're not bringing the main game. DLC is fine. Have some. Say I could watch yeah, a fucking fine. Apocalypse Now for the first the time. The Godfather. Like, oh, yeah, I've watched this for the, the first year. time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the rule. I think it's fair. You DLC. Can bring whatever you... He said whatever you played, whatever you enjoyed this year. I thought... In my head, when, when, when we decided year, to do as Gotties and stuff, it would be what we've done this year. Mm. Yeah, but I like it. Stig likes a competition. I don't like a competition. That just makes no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> it does. doesn't at all, but move on. You decide, listeners. You decide. Tea noodles. No, Cheers, babe. No, I understand this. <laughs> uh, this is completely... Uh, uh, I'm airing out uh, on, on air beef now. Here in front Let's of do us. this. Let's do it. Come on. Get it out, baby. Get it when out, baby. When we do our best thing of the year, fine. But when we're talking about, like, game of the year and film of the year, that's surely of the year, not what we've enjoyed this year. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm on about that one oh, right, yeah, 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 fine. Moving on. the year. Actually, gadget, fuck it. Edit all that out. Nope. Mum and dad are fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in because Keep it Biggie in. was nice to Transparency. Me. No. And it felt absolutely transparency. And you are Mr. HR. Yes, thank you. Next. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Cyberpunk, they've just announced that um, a live action uh, project is in the works. Yes. It began the collaboration with global media company Anonymous Content to develop a live-action project set in the world of its best-selling video game, Cyberpunk 2077. Edgerun's They were known for producing Emmy Award-winning series such as True Detective and Mr. Robot, as well as the Academy Award-winning films oh, no The Revenant way. and Spotlight. 
That's a bit of a pedigree, then, isn't it? Do you think okay. it'll be a series? Or do you think they're going to go out for a movie? Um, TV, everything's series. TV. I think times. a series would be yeah, good. Yeah, that that's what's making money at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Can't, can't, yeah, can't tell a story in that world in a two-hour film. No, it's too much. It's too, it's too, you can't tell too it many in phone a calls. 80-hour game, mate. There's not much. You can turn the phone calls off. <laughs> it's great. That would be quite funny if the TV show that someone just kept, they just, the character just kept getting phone calls and was just like, fuck's. <laughs> <laughs> the phone out. Yeah. <laughs> I went to go into an area and it says, please purchase this DLC. I just can't believe how it's all turned around and I've become a big cyberpunk fan. I feel sick. Because <laughs> I hated that game for so much, for so long. I love the aesthetics of it. It's just everything else just was. But the aesthetics is your bedroom behind li- you. Yeah, that's exactly it. But I, I really wanted to love Cyberpunk, and I almost did. It's just that now you can. Now I can. And the now thing, it's cool like, to be into it. Everything except except Cyberpunk in the Cyberpunk universe was awesome. Yeah, yeah, the actual <laughs> IP. Ironically, mm. yeah, it's great now. I don't know if you've, you've jumped back into it yet, Candy, but ooh, girl, not yet. I'm gonna play it on my computer. Next. Chat GPT is used to write the Gollum game apology, it's claimed. In interviews with the German gaming outlet Game 2, um, spotted by Noble, uh, several former Daedalic staff members have spoken for the first time about what went wrong with the critically panned licensed game. Following the release of Gollum, Daedalic apologised for delivering what it called an underwhelming experience with the final game. The company said, we deeply regret and that the game did not meet expectations and pledged to improve it via future updates. Now, claiming huh. that the apology was written with the AI software ChatGPT, according to That's two sources. Fucked up. Fucked up. Really? Is fuck- Remember when they offered us all codes of it? And we we're like, nah. <laughs> it's even worse. It's also People claimed like, that the yeah. developer. Gadget was going to do it and play that... it on the stream. And just, in the end, I think it just like, fuck, fuck, oh, can't, yeah, can't was, bothered with this. We're just like, we're not doing it. We're not going to say, well done, Daedalic. Um, you made a fucking car crash of a game. <laughs> I don't like well, being negative about bit. stuff. It's also claimed that the developer Daedalic had no knowledge of the apology or its content prior to publishing. <laughs> you think they just they said to someone, right, we need you to make an apology, and they just they just thought, I cannot be bothered. I can't. Google it. They probably thought, I can't in good faith write an apology for this game because it's so bad. So they just got a chat GPT I don't believe in it. it. Yeah, they didn't believe in the apology. <laughs> you were there. You guys played that chat GPT quiz that I gave to you. It don't work. It don't work. <laughs> It just does not work. Oh, God, that company's going to disappear, isn't it? Okay, <laughs> They're going to go. They're going to disappear. <laughs> I think that's I worth, worth trouble, the worst rated game of the year, isn't it? They're already, they've been when in they trouble for a while. Trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, I thought they were already... Didn't they cancel future games or something? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. they fucked. In news before. Oh, oh, they, they shame, were, for some reason, a random lucky, lucky game develop, developer company that somehow acquired the... Uh, the, the the Lord of the Rings property from EA, who did some fairly some good fucking Lord of the Rings games. Let's be real. And these guys just turned up and fucking ruined it. And the Tolkien estate's <laughs> like, no, nah, mate, bring it back. That said, okay, though, let's do that back. That said, can we do a Razzies at Christmas as well? Like the worst thing oh. of the year. We haven't done a Razzies yet, have we? Oh, that's a good idea. We could do it on the live show. We do like wearing clothes and costumes. Oh, we do. 
we do like bitching about things. I have to ring up Walker McCoy though, won't I? I have to see if he's available at Christmas. I don't think he is. I don't. I don't know where he goes at Christmas. You know, Sig. You've you seen him in a while. Get him for a fee. Oh, there you go. There you go. Ooh, for the rest, can we get Dave great. Little or something in? <laughs> oh, Dave Little. Instead of Walker's Christmas, Dave Little. Seabrook. No. Seabrook. Steve Seabrook. <laughs> Mr. Seabrook. Ryan Seabrook. Next. All right, next. <laughs> uh, VFX back. workers at Disney have voted unanimously to unionise, which is good. Good. Yes. Good. I'm you know that, that. Good luck, and comrades. Speak- yes. And speaking of Disney, uh, Disney Plus say they may limit or terminate people's access to the service if they've committed password sharing once the rules against it are put in place. Yeah, everyone's doing that now. Mm, aren't they? I am one of them. Yep. Yeah, we, we share. I'm, yeah, I'm, I share I'm my leech- brother. I'm leeching off someone. Mm. Yeah, that's my Netflix. I've got I don't Disney. Do it. <laughs> I don't do that leeching shit, and I don't give mine away to anyone else. It's tight. But <sighs> I can't see I'm in it personally. You know what I mean? I feel like if if someone's leeching, that's free advertising for somebody because then you could turn around and say, I'm not paying for this anymore, but they'll go, oh, we still like it, though. So we'll start buying it. Mm, Problem is, yeah. uh, Netflix subscriptions went up when their password sharing got taken <laughs> yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, so true. Disney obviously looked at that and go, well, people still pay it. Works. it. Yeah. They're going, oh, fucking hell, Ahsoka costs us a fortune. We need to get some money back. <laughs> We may need to look into Patreon to see if people are sharing Patreon content of our shows. Well, I've had I've I've, I've had news on the uh, the the, the uh, Emmy goblins came into my office the other day and said people have been sharing the podcast feed. There's a spy. There's a spy. There's a spy. I think it's you, Biggie. I think you're leaking it, like Snowden. <laughs> <laughs> no. Next. Uh, Jason Bloom says the Five Nights at Freddy's movie has made more than, uh, sorry, has already made more than its budget back from the sale of its streaming and theatrical distribution rights. It's going to be a massive hit, I reckon. <clears throat> I don't fully understand what Five Nights at Freddy's is. It's like a um, jump scare, animatronics, aren't they? Animatronics jump scary things, aren't they? Yeah, the kids love it. Kit. Didn't Nicolas Cage do a film very similar to that? Yeah, recently. Ollie's Wonder World or something. Mm. Something like that. Mm. But but it's definitely kids wanting that, and the mum and dad are going, "Yeah, sure, why not?" And people are getting mutilated on screen. As long as there's no shagging in it, don't I don't care. I can watch it. Bit of bit of blood and a bit of scares is fine for a young one, isn't it? Yeah. Well, if it's just a jump scare, yeah. To be fair, I played it. I draw the, I draw the line at shagging, <laughs> basically. None of that. <clears throat> Mm. Next. Oh, next. James Gunn says Peacemaker Season 2 will be canon to the DCU and will also address how Season 1 is no longer canon. I don't understand. <laughs> that that sounds it, exactly but... like a James Gunn thing to do. He woke up and oh, it was all brilliant. a dream. He's basically gone, I had this really successful show that everyone loved. I've got these great characters. We've rebooted everything, but I want to keep it. And, you know, I'm in charge, so I'm keeping it. I, I like that. Again, another rebel, and I love a rebel. He's he's gonna he's gonna make the DCEU the best one, isn't he? I he's I would love Fred. Do you know what? Do you know what I want? <laughs> I, do you know what I want? Is I want the current DCEU. I want Peacemaker season two to start in that universe, and it implode yeah. on itself, and somehow they get out into a different multiverse. But that one 
is destroyed, meaning they can never go back to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's That's none good. of this, oh, well, they were in that... Email him. Yeah, they were in that universe, which means one day we might get that back. And he's got, nah, fuck it, I destroyed that one. It is gone. <laughs> it's dead. Everyone in that yeah, universe is gone. That. But somehow Peacemaker and, and cr- crew jumped over. I mean, you mean in the DC universe, in the, in the, in the canon, there's, there's uh, 52 multi, multi worlds. That's why it's called New 52. Yeah. The actual current thing that we're in now. That's why there's five Batmans. How did, how did that could, that could work? How did a, a Z list villain become the best thing? <laughs> so <laughs> it makes wild. No sense. It's so wild. As a toilet oh, seat for a helmet. Never, he never had his own comic book run, ever. No standalone comic whatsoever. <laughs> and he's become an absolute smash. Yeah. Because that's what good Love writing and storytelling does. <clears throat> absolutely, absolutely. Bring it on. I trust in him. I, re- I, I, I did end up, re- I, I re-watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and yeah, it's the best one they've done on the MCU side, haven't they? And it's James Gunn. This, this phase, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he know they know what they're doing. Well, uh, he knows Spider-Man's he's going to he's gonna but... save it. Oh, Spider-Man, yeah, 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 of course. But yeah, 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 yeah. DCEU, the one to watch. I bet fucking Marvel is shit in the sense. <laughs> bet they're absolutely bricking it. I haven't started watching Loki yet, so God knows how that's going to be. Next. I've heard positive stuff about that. Good. Uh, Studio Ghibli's The Boy and the Heron UK release date confirmed for December 26th, Boxing Day. It's a Christmas miracle. Yes. Do you guys do stuff on Boxing Day? Or do you just sit in the house and go to my parents' house? Yeah, tickle do your, the house thing, generally. Tickle your bellies and stuff like that. No, it's always Eat it's turkey. always my um, family meet up at the parents' house, my parents' house, Boxing Day. Christmas too. Yeah, yeah I go for Christmas too. Yeah. <clears throat> fact, the I mean, we we, we to used the to do Christmas too, but not for a long time. Not but for a long time. if this film is out and has shown it in the morning, we don't go there until the I'm afternoon. Saying, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think I might go watch it. Come on, kids. You could say, oh, I forgot. One extra present, girls. Yay, Daddy, you're the best daddy in the world. They like Ghibli films. So. That's, a, that's a really good idea, actually. I know I'm they do. do that. That's what I'm saying. Is that secret gift end? Because you've been extra good girls this year, apart from a bedtime. Daddy's bought you these tickets. Boom. That's how you win. That's how you become best dad. Great idea. And it's not too expensive, is it? As a Christmas present, that. Pre-sales for the Taylor Swift Errors Tour movie, this is mental, has passed Stig's 100 million already for pre-sale figures. Of, He's bought it. <laughs> one of the biggest pre-sale it. figures of box office history. History. <laughs> it's just mental. Yeah. So is it just a film? It's just a concert. A, a live concert. It's just a concert on a cinema yeah. screen. That's a really good I, idea, sometime, though. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes, I've, I've, I've seen concert films in cinema. And some of them are really fucking good because you don't miss a thing. Yeah. Plus, I bet those crowds are not your normal cinema crowd either. Everyone's having a good time and hooting and hollering. Yeah. Oh, they dub it. They dub it over to better better sounding crowds, don't they? Like they do with wrestling and stuff like that. They dub it for for the TV and stuff. The thing with it, because her stage show isn't just like her stood on stage singing. It's a whole theatrical like thing, isn't it? There's it's it's a production. There's shit going on for every song. So when you're doing it. It, showing it in the cinema, yeah, you'll have camera angles and drone shots. That's and, what I'm saying. You won't miss a thing. Yeah, it'll be it'll be really great to watch. But uh, girls aren't not bothered because they're going next year anyway to the real thing. So to the actual real mm-hmm. thing, yeah. So they were like, no, we're huh. they said they'd wait. Yeah, they don't want to spoil that something that they're going to see in person, do they? Yeah. 
See, so people didn't get that because mm. on um, the Empire podcast, James Dyer was saying, I don't want to watch it because it's like spoiler. And they were like, what are you talking about? A spoiler. And well, because I don't want to see the stuff that she's going to do. I want to experience it. You don't want to know the yeah. set list either. Well, I know the set list. <laughs> He's researched it. Yeah, because it's... Um, We've been listening to set list, but Girls I'm not bothered about the set list. If you go to the toilet now, we're going to skip He Was a Bad Boyfriend, and in two minutes' time, she's going to be singing Country Roads, Take Me Home, part two. Um, I don't know what fucking song she's singing. No, uh, <laughs> no, it's more about what, like, the production and the stage and everything. I don't really want to be like, oh, I know this is coming next. I know this is coming next. Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon in person there's going to be longer wait times between songs than if it's a production? Because I remember someone saying when they went to see Katy Perry, Years ago, she did all that set shit, and they were like sometimes ten minutes between songs. Uh, I don't think so. I've never, I didn't see anything about that. I, I, yeah, I think you'd know well, by gigs now. Like the people have been saying to a gig is like three hours long. I've heard the rate big celebrity fests. All celebrities go to see her and stuff. But I don't think this one will be three hours long because Paramore is opening for them, so they've got quite a big mm-hmm. na- name opening for her. They're big enough anyway. And they're not gonna like yeah, just rush them on and off. But yeah, I'm looking forward to Fair it. But I, I just think that's um, she's, in my opinion, she's the modern day like equivalent is to Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, yeah. yeah. She's fucking big. She's not skint. Yeah, mm. she is not skint. <laughs> is she that? I, I really don't mean this in the wrong way. Is she really that talented? Uh, talented though, compared to other female singers, because. I didn't realise she was that good. If it's you probably I mean. I the brand, mate. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really know her, but it's probably the brand. I know people that's that what just, Michael Jackson was. I know people that absolutely adore her, and I, I don't see it myself, but there's, there's obviously something. Yeah, but you're goth, mm. she's got she's got she's got <laughs> she's got a fantastic <laughs> she's got a fantastic captive audience. She's got children, adults. She's a gay icon. Middle-aged she's a socialist. Men. Middle-aged <laughs> men. <laughs> Middle-aged <laughs> men. She's she's attractive. She's she's perfect encapsulation of absolutely everything that pop music does well. And I, I'm not even a fan, but you can't deny that shit. And that's what Michael Ooh. Jackson did. Until Michael Jackson went on to be Michael Jackson. But less said about that, the better. <laughs> Universal um, has got plans for a Martin Luther Jr. movie for Chris Rock to direct and Steven Spielberg to executive produce. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm back into that. A big biopic. Yeah. Bang into that, especially with uh, Spielberg involved. How many... Although, interesting, many, Chris Rock. Um, I didn't know he directs, does he? He has directed things. Yeah, oh, moving yeah. into him. But there's not a lot of MLK films out, is there? There isn't, isn't there? No, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Uh, a few Malcolm X ones, isn't there? Yeah. Um, I don't even know if there is one. I'm, ba- I'm banging to that, mate. I think it'll be good. That's a really tumultuous story in it. Crazy time in America's history. Yep. Absolutely brutal, man. That'll be that'll be I good. Thought I had a dream. Yeah, I genuinely, no, but I genuinely don't if think Spielberg there is a, does does his no, there I don't is think one. there is. If he does his if he I know uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s been in films, but it's not his film, do you know what I mean? Someone's played him in films, but it's not been his film. But if Spielberg because there's two Spielbergs in my head, there's Spielberg that just does stuff, and then there's Spielberg on his A game. Um, he does like a biopic, doesn't he? And, a, and an historical. But I think he'll be great. He's only producer, all the though. Good. Like, so. Yeah, but you know, when he's a producer, he's probably not left that set. Yeah, it's probably true. There all the time. <laughs> I mean, Spielberg who else would you want sake. next to you? To be honest. Exactly. Exactly. I think 
I mean, Chris Rock, yeah, go for it. You've, yeah, 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 bang into that. He's not going to cast um, Will Smith, though, is he? <laughs> Poor Will. <laughs> Poor Will! I thought it was funny. <laughs> Sel- I was saying, he would have been good. He would have been really good. Selma is Martin Luther King film, but it's Selma. really about him. It's his wife, isn't it, yeah. that one? Yeah, so I'm guessing maybe they just, whoever had kind of like... It's about time, basically. The rights to sit to to sort of speak of his yeah. image and image rights have decided that, yeah, it's time yeah. to... I'm up for it. Yeah. I'm bang up for it. Because there's loads of documentaries and stuff, obviously, but... Uh... I've read I've read all I've read hundreds of books on Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. Just pops Doctor, into my head. Martin Luther King Jr. I tell you it might be a good choice to play him would be uh, Jordan Peele. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. And he can do serious. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Heard it here first. <laughs> uh, next up. <laughs> <laughs> Pinocchio star and Bond villain Christopher Waltz has joined oh. Guillermo del Toro's up and coming. Pinocchio. Oh, what? oh whatever. <laughs> uh, up and coming Frankenstein adaption. Are there? This is gonna oh, be. Oh, yeah, we uh, mentioned get... it before, haven't we? This is going to be Ace. Yeah. I reckon he's going to be Frankenstein, surely. Not the monster, as we know. So it's well, the um, called Adam. Oodle's husband is uh, the um, Dr. Frankenstein, yeah, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew mm. Garfield. Andrew Garfield's Frankenstein. Oh. Oscar Isaac is the <laughs> He was like next to me last night telling me all about it. <laughs> 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 In bed. <laughs> telling me how he's excited to do it. It's going to be mint, isn't it? But, it's going to be insane, mate. Andrew it's going to be insane. Mia Goff, Oscar Isaac, Christoph Waltz. Let's meet up in Birmingham to big screen and we all go see it as a team. Let's fucking do this shit. See some Frankenstein, baby. Oh, it's Frank- gonna be good. I hope it's three hours long. Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankenstein. Yes, bring it on. <laughs> Next. Um, that's it. So over to the Weird World Web and I was hungover and completely forgot to put one in, but my usual wow. source has come up has come up top <sighs> trumps. Mexican police arrested a Chucky doll and its owner for allegedly terrorising members of the public. The suspect, referred to only as Carlos N, is reported to have used the life-size puppet to wield a large knife and demand money from frightened locals in Monclava, a city in the northern state of Coahuila. Carlos N was apprehended in the main square of the city, while allegedly under the influence and charged with disturbing public order and endangering the public on September the 11th. Bizarrely, the officers also undertook to formally arrest the doll itself, seemingly at the behest of local media. Police then followed through by taking both Carlos and the doll, whose character huh. was popularised in Child's Play, to the local precincts where both the, bowl, uh, the doll and its owner were handcuffed. I'm just <laughs> looking at pictures <laughs> now. It's fucking hilarious. But also because of actually watching Child's Play and the TV show and everything, it feels real. <laughs> Seeing them stood there with a... With a handcuffed Chucky doll holding it up, it feels like, yeah, I know why they're doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just in case. Yeah. D- d- I don't know. About, I don't know about you guys, but when you you can buy the dolls now, kind of my best friend dolls and stuff. But you can buy the one that's all burnt and looks like Chucky. But you can buy the normal yeah. one, and I think the normal one looks scary. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's fucking frightening. I'd rather have the fucked up one from Bride of Chucky. <laughs> I'd rather have that me. But yeah, I might get one. <laughs> Just to sit at the back of me. Yeah, that picture's hilarious. 
Yeah, thank you, Metro <laughs> News, for that. <laughs> you mean that on Boss Elm, mate? <laughs> just now, literally, I just realised I forgot. <laughs> you are shocking. How dare you come at me? How dare the listeners come at me today in the Discord saying that I'm shoddy when you're doing last minute on the fly news crap? But that is just incredible podcasting. <laughs> that just makes me look twice. He thinks he's a fucking gonzo journalist. Breaking news, it? isn't it? Breaking news. <laughs> Yeah, it le- he thinks exactly. he's fucking Hunter S. Thompson over there. He's had a big bender and he's getting last minute news. <laughs> Who do you think you are, boy? Who do you think you are? I'm the lyrical I podcaster. Re- I need to rein you in, mate. I need to rein you in. Right. I am very excited too because I think it's been a busy media week this week. Very busy. I've been I've been chock a block. I'll be sharing some of the stuff with you guys because I've seen some stuff that you guys have seen and blah blah blah. Let's start. Who is Stig? Uh, two main things I have done this week. First one is the one I wanted to talk about last week, which I've now completed. I played Cocoon on Game Pass. Um, is that about old people? No, no, no. Uh, Kurt brought it up in his feedback last week. He's been playing it. We've both finished um, finished it this week. It's. Um, t- I'm going to jump on this very quickly. I just finished Inside, which was made by them. Okay. <laughs> I eventually, okay. I finally um, did it. And I was like, yes, what a, an incredible game. Just to let you know, Stig, Biggie's finished these five-year-old game they made before this. They didn't make it anywhere. They yes. didn't make this game. Yes, they did, didn't they? I thought no. they made it. Wasn't it one Somebody developer or something did. like that? No. Right, so Cocoon is a 2003-23 puzzle game developed by Geometric Interactive. It's their first game, published, and it's published by Annapurna Interactive. <laughs> You take their oh. first game, Biggie. Their first game. Well, I must have read that wrong then, whoever said that. No, I think one of the developers from Inside and uh, Limbo ah, are on this team. That's, but it's not, yeah, this is the company's the uh, Geometric Interactive. The new company. It's their first game. Yeah, so it's a kind of isometric uh, puzzle game. Like, absolutely stunning like artwork and, and music and sound effects and everything in it. It's it's really, really good. And you, you control this beetle. Mm who can hop between these different worlds, these different worlds that you can carry carry around as an orb with you. So you can, you get this, you jump into this world, you're presented with this orb, and you kind of put it on this platform, and then you can jump into that orb, which has a completely different like world and different, you know, it all looks different. Biome. Biome, that's the word. And uh, yes, and you spend the next five to seven hours, depending on how long it takes, to solving puzzles to get... F- to get out of this and put it all together. I like the sound and, of and it. It's absolutely amazing. It's really uh, inventive, intuitive, and it keeps you thinking. The the puzzles aren't ridiculously like difficult, but they they're they're hard enough to kind of sit. You know, you've got to sit there for a second and go, "Hang on, how is this working?" And you've got to you have to do things in a certain way. You have to place the orbs in a certain way. You have to move objects around the world and to make sure that you can like unlock like the next gate to get through it. And there's a lot of some like hopping, taking orbs into orbs and making those orbs interact with each other in that orb. So when you jump out of the orb, I said orb so many times, is it a real world word orbs. anymore? That when you <laughs> jump out of that into the... We've got a podcast title, by the way. It's just yeah, orbs. Uh, to the world above <laughs> that it actually creates like this chain effect for it to unlock the next area and that sounds fucking mint it's so good like i say look just look at the have a look at some pictures of I've the actual seen screenshots the, yeah, mate, how, it looks, how it looks i've seen it 
running. It looks yeah, great. it's stunning. Like I say, the sound and the visual, the sound effects and everything are great. Like Kurt said in his review, you get given like little audio cues if you're right on the right track. Every now and again, you have to unlock this little light that to tick around with you. And what's Kurt reviewing? Yeah, and did he review? Yeah, it? it was in the last week's feedback. Oh yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah and sorry. You, you have to kind of get this light from one place to another, which unlocks things. But there's get there's yeah, gates that stop the light getting through. So then you have to figure out a way of okay, how do I get from that end there to there? How do I get that light through this gate without it stopping it? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, it's yeah, yeah. really yeah, yeah, yeah. really good. It's been reviewed really I'm well. I'm looking for my Switch now because I'm trying. I'm gonna go buy. It. Yeah, it's on. <laughs> it's on everything. Switch, uh, PS, PlayStation, Windows. Uh, it's on Game Pass. If you've got Game Pass, you can play oh, it on that. Fuck's sake. Um, but yeah, it's Metacritic. Like at the moment, <clears throat> eighty-nine out of hundred. I think that's fair. That. I, I'd give it a nice nine out of ten. Uh, my only criticism was exactly what Kurt said in our Discord. There is no kind of narrative to it, so you don't. While the whilst the game is great. And you, the gameplay, gameplay, gameplay is great and intuitive and everything on, on that front. You kind of get to the, no you kind of get to the end, and you just don't have that kind of rush of or, or feeling of anything closure. Yeah, you're just like, oh, that was a really cool game. I really enjoyed that, which is fine in itself. But I think that one thing that would have pushed it to a ten out of ten is, I if think, it I think made you feel something at the modern, end. Yeah, modern modern game players. See what's happened. Um, they expect that little bit extra. Mm. And like you said, a bit of context, a bit of story or something would have pushed it to a 10. Yeah. But everything else is yeah. great. The atmosphere, the, the, the visuals, the sound, the, the puzzles. I'm going to start playing it not, tonight. Okay. Like, I like some puzzle games. Not all, but I like them when they're not too difficult. Which sounds a bit silly. Like the witness. Like, I just don't want games that frustrate me. <laughs> this made me think but it didn't frustrate me. And I think that's the right kind of perfect spot for me for a puzzle game. That's why I've never completed Mist. Yeah. I found it too hard. I just don't want to be sat there going, what the fuck am I meant to be doing? I don't yeah. know what I'm doing here. This is stupid. I'm going to have to go to YouTube. And what's the point of if I'm spending all my time going to YouTube looking for walkthroughs? Yeah. But I never... When you could have watched a guy play Yeah, exactly. It I never felt like that on here once. <laughs> like, there's a couple of times where I sat there and I even messaged in our Discord going, I'm not sure what to do. And then about five minutes later, I was like, right, got it. That's that's the that's the purest like like I don't know great review for a puzzler where you can just sit around and say I I just got it eventually just got yeah. it mm. you're looking sometimes you've got to take a step back aren't you yeah. absolutely look back have at a it. cup of tea or sleep on it have a cup there of tea there was one section yeah. I was looking at it going when I pick the orb up there's like this thing grabbing it and dropping it somewhere it's like I can't re-pick it up and get to that point before it grabs the orb again like I, I was looking at it going I just cannot figure this out. And then, yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh, hang on. There is something else that I can, Ding! yeah, I can pull yeah. this along and drag it here and do this. And, and then, yeah, now, now That's I can That's what do I it. call a perfect puzzle mechanic. That. It's have really, ever, really good. Have you ever had it? And sorry, this is dragging it on a bit, but you've gone to bed stuck on a puzzle, fallen asleep, and you've woken up and been like, I know what and to you've, do. You've, you've solved it in yeah. your head. I did that on Portal 2. <laughs> <laughs> I did exactly that thing on Portal 2. I'm like, <laughs> for it morning. Fucking <laughs> come on. I think this is like kind of akin to Portal. Is that Portal was never really that difficult, was it? It was it was fun. And it got no, it, you just overthought. You overthought yeah, things. It got you thinking, but you never sat there just being like, "I just don't know what it's asking me to do." Like this never does that exactly. So yeah, excellent. Everyone should play that, especially if you've got Game Pass. 
And then the other... Th- hey, it's, it's, cheap, it's cheap if you haven't got Game Pass anyway, isn't it? Yeah. It's only 15 quid. Yeah. Uh, other thing I did but was it- I watched a new film out on Amazon Prime called Totally Killer. Uh, this stars... Totally Killer, man. Kenan Shipka, who, if you've seen Sabrina... Nailed it. Uh, on Netflix, she's the Sabrina, the like, not the teen, she's the teenage witch, but like in Netflix's kind of spooky horror, the blonde one, yeah, yeah, handsome. She's an handsome little devil, isn't yeah. She? This basically is the story of um, what is her character's name? I can't. Jamie, and thirty-five years after some killings happened in her town, the Sweet Sixteen killer who killed like. Th- three of her mum's friends when they were younger, um, he comes back. <gasps> and she ends up going back in time uh, to 35 years what? ago into the 80s to try and stop those killings happen. What? Yeah. It's a very... Stag, let, let, me just, let me get wrap my head around this. So a killer happened in the past in the 80s, of this town. Yeah. And then... The modern day girl, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, goes back in time somehow. Yeah. And tries to warn people of the killer. Basically, yeah. That sounds fucking amazing. It's akin to that kind of Happy Death Day style um, horrors. That, yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. kind of horror comedy. Um, it sounds like an 80s film. Yes. Well, it, she ends up going back in time and kind of making, trying to stop the, the these killings, who are obviously all of her teenage mum's friends. So she yeah, bumps yeah, into yeah, her yeah, mum, yeah. she bumps into her dad, and, you know, all that kind of funny hilarity ensues. That sounds fucking mint. Uh, but what's really funny about this is, because it's set back in, in the 80s and she's <clears> a <throat> teenager from now, all those, <laughs> like, things yeah. that used to get away with in the 80s, she's like, Not so anymore. she's kind of, like, quote-unquote, I'd hate to use this word, but a woke teenager. Teenagers in the 80s Ugh. weren't like that. <laughs> So there's no. a lot of sexual references. There's all this They like to say the F word a lot, didn't smoking. they? Smoking. And they don't actually say that, which is nice to see. But there's a lot. There's nice. like one of the guys nice. is just like, you make, you know, a cracker joke. He'll be like, oh, I've got your thing right here. And just like grabs his dick. Do you know what I mean? Like, and yeah, because there's just no, there's no. Yeah. yeah one of the yeah, jokes is all like, oh, well, I'm, um, oh, this, this girl, she was drunk driving and, and she, uh, and this happened. And he goes, and it's because she's a chick and chicks can't drive. And she's like, maybe it's because she was drunk. And one of them goes, that's something that, that's totally something a chick would say. And then they just walk off. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's that kind of like <laughs> the sexism. Because that's exactly yeah, what it was the like. The sexism and everything is kind of there. And it's all these kind of jokes on about how like shit 80s weed and stuff is and how, and, and everything. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's not strong yeah, enough. Yeah. It's really funny in that way that it kind of brings all that stuff up and she just kind of has to deal with it so it's a dark comedy then yeah while also having to try and find out who this killer is and stop stop these killings happen without tell me it's good fucking the future is it good i enjoyed it it's a perfectly good three out of five film fantastic Um, i'll I'll watch that i I just like the premise it's it's fun you watch the trailer and you'll get like the flavor of what it what it's about but yeah it's uh it's on amazon prime it was a good time a a good time was had by all (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then finally, um, I am on 100 Things We Learned From Films this week, so check out their latest episode. You are. We have done... What, f- what are you was it? Last Action Hero. Oh, oh cool. Slater! Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Love that film. That film 
was a fucking bomb. But I think it's a, a great film. <laughs> I think it's a great I've film. Not, I've not heard of that podcast. Who does it? Um, Mr. Podcast. Mr. Podcast Worldwide. And his <laughs> podcast husband. Oh, John. Yeah. Yeah, John. Yeah. I will yeah. say there is a little bit of nostalgic eyes when, when you think about that film. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen it in exactly. years. It's fun, but it could oh, have... Shit no, no, now, it's it? fun. I liked, it. I liked it when it was Big Macbeth and he's like, yeah, to be or not to be. Not to be. <laughs> it's really, it's still fun. It just could have been cleverer. They could have done a little bit more with it, I think. You mean like the, the ruin the premise, that they didn't achieve them high? Yeah. It, it was a flop <sighs> when it was released, though, wasn't it? It flopped big style. Yeah, I think it was going against Jurassic Park, mm. though. That's pro- that probably didn't help. <laughs> Everything <laughs> flopped. Yeah, yeah, you can see that happening. And it was it was his film after Terminator Two. How do you how do you top that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, but he did do true. He did do True Lies after, and True Lies is great. Check that out because well, it's a fun podcast anyway. We will because I was on it. And it's a great podcast. Another podcast that only expects one pound from you. We're so generous as podcasters, aren't we? So fucking generous. Excellent. I'll go next. I, I've only got this one thing because I'm going to jump in on, uh, I think, Candies. I watched the whole um, four episodes of the David Beckham documentary on Netflix. Um, I mean, I'm a Leeds fan, but we've got to take that with a pinch of salt, right? I'm not here about that Manchester United fucking glory, glory, Man United shite. However, I've always respected David Beckham as an international footballer. Can't deny mm-hmm. that, can you? It's some yeah. good runs with England. But Apart from that one do- game. Apart from that one game, which gets documented quite well. And this is I did not think this would be a warts and all documentary about David Beckham. I, there's a lot of stuff I learned about him. And the fact that they literally sat and talked about his uh, affair. Remember that? Alleged affair, though, wasn't it? Remember Alleged, yeah. yeah, absolutely alleged. He's always denied it. But do you know what I really, I really got from this doc? I mean, it's a typical biopic documentary. We all know David Beckham. We all know who he is. He was at one point the most famous man on the planet, and he was married to a fucking Spice Girl. <laughs> do you don't get bigger than that back then, do yeah. you? There's nothing bigger than that. They were huge. They were. Remember when they were mulching around with fucking Tom Cruise and stuff, and just oh god. I did not expect how down-to-earth that man is. I don't know if it's really good documentarian making him look like that. He just seems so... Clearly a man with OCD as well. He's obsessed with cleaning his house and his, his little man cave in his garden. Sounds like my massive. kind of guy. You are stick. <laughs> it's you, mate. This, this guy's you. Not handsome, though. Covered in tattoos, always cleaning. <laughs> He's got better hair than you, though, mate. Fucking okay, right, he does. He's got. No, he's always had good hair. Fucking <laughs> hell! Fifty year old, he's got airline of a fucking god. He's an handsome brute as well. Oh, if I had his money, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. It might not be his airline money. <laughs> might be from Turkey, <laughs> but um, I, it's just a really good documentary. A lot of people with these football documentaries and these footballer documentaries say there's not enough football in it. This has got quite a lot of football in it. So if you not if you don't like football, it's kind of probably not the one to watch because he does explain game. He gets like his his best mate Gary Neville and stuff like that to watch famous games that they've gone through. And if you don't like football, what's the fucking point in watching this documentary? If you want to see Victoria Beckham's wardrobe, 
this is not the documentary for you. You know what I mean? She's not in it that much. It's just a really good... I, I, I honestly, I've said this before, but I think the late 90s, mid-2000s were my favourite era of football. And it just reminded me of it all. And, and I'm a Leeds fan. We were shocking then. <laughs> we got fucking... Basically the same place we're in now. We're shocking now. You went even further, <laughs> yeah. you went further down, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's true. We were, we, it, I still think, I, I used to love them international tournaments. We had some great international tournaments as well. And they were the, the, the infamous, when he, uh, when he chipped Thingy up. Uh, <laughs> it, was it 97, 98? Mm. Something like that. That was too... It, it, it became a bad boy then. He got told off. He got red carded. Shaved his hair off and came out as a bad boy, and it was just—I don't know. I just, it's just a good documentary. Um, if if you're into it at all, I definitely suggest you watch it. But if you want to know about David Beckham's kids and his home life and so, it's not really that kind of thing. It's a very football documentary. That's good. I'd rather so, watch that than about the family. Yeah, well, yeah. I did see. I've seen a clip of him. <laughs> it made me laugh. Where uh, Victoria sat there just going. Oh, we just come from like working class background. He's like, tell everyone what, what, what oh, car your dad drove. Yeah. And she's like, well, it, it doesn't matter. She's like, she's like, no, she's like, it, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. He's, going, he's just like, going, tell him, tell him what car. He's, he's just poking his head through the door. Going, yeah, she went, sometimes they pick me up in the Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce. He was like, thank you. And just walks out. Like, <laughs> yeah, because he, he were a poor lad. He yeah, were exactly. from proper working class roots and she were posh. It's like, we were, we were working class. Like, you were called posh spice for a reason. <laughs> I've got a lot of respect for him. He's he's a good. He seems like a good bloke or an incredible actor. I I don't think anyone's ever really had anything proper bad to say about him. No one said David Beckham's a knob, isn't he? Yeah, he's uh, not one of them people that you would. Yeah, there's a little bit regarding him and his kind of chilling for the Guitar World Cup. I would say that's. Yeah. Yes. That wasn't a good thing. That wasn't a good thing. Maybe his politics are a bit off. From my point of view, like no, he's friends with James Corden. Oh, yeah, that's a strike against him. Oh, Jesus Christ, cancel him. (laughs) From my point of view, knowing nothing really about football, it's just he seems like one of those superstars that only comes around once every generation, like Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, David Beckham, like the Tony Hawk. I genuinely think, and people won't won't agree with me, like like Lionel Messi is the best footballer that's ever existed, but David Beckham was still bigger than him. He's He's the household name, isn't he, David Beckham? He's yes. superstar, yeah, transcended mm. football. Yeah. It was more. Yeah. There was, was more to him. He wasn't making football. much money on football yeah. at one point. He was making more money yeah. in underpants. Yeah, he worked I mean? on his brand, didn't he? It was the yeah, Beckham brand. Yeah. Yeah. Very, fucking, but you're, you're right, very Candy. Was man though, isn't he? What you expect? You <laughs> know that can't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> that can't hurt at all. I mean, he's got an avo- annoying voice, though, from what I remember. He doesn't. He doesn't sound that bad anymore to me. To my ears. I used to, I, in my head, I, used, I thought he had a, he had a right squeaky yeah. voice, but he's got older now. It's not a squeaky. Taking up smoking since he starts stopped playing football. <laughs> and I always, I, I always forgot as well because he went to uh, he went to Real Madrid and stuff. He's fluent in Spanish, that man. You don't you don't think that, would you? You won't think that, but there he is. <laughs> but yeah, it's got. I, I recommend it. I recommend it. But Candy, you and I watched something. We like the boys on this show, don't Ooh, we? We love the boys. We love the boys. Have you watched every episode yet so far? I every have. episode. Well, yeah, girl. Yet. You take the lead. What's this called? What's this called? Candy? This would be called Gen V, and it's a spin-off from Gen the uh, from the boys 
the very popular boys yeah. Amazon show and comic book, and it was based on a uh, a story arc of the boys in the comics. Um, this is set in the uh, the University of Godolkin for soups. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is a universe. It's Hogwarts for superheroes. Hogwarts for superheroes, <laughs> and the um, basically it's kind of like almost like a sort of uh, constant battle within the universe within the university to be ranked in the top ten of soups, and no freshmen. Do you remember Stig that um, that that Black Mirror episode where they were all about ranking? Mm. The social stats. That's this, isn't it, Candy? Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, they're all uh, kind of fighting for a place in the top ten. No freshman thus far has been in the top ten. Enter our main characteress, a uh, mm-hmm. a young girl who can. She's got a fairly interesting power that she learned. It's fucking disgusting. That she learned <laughs> when it came to uh, puberty. She can um, manipulate blood. And mm. when do you think she found this out? Yeah, as you can as girl. you can imagine. Didn't go so well mm. at that time in her life. Didn't go so well, did um, it? So she's come... From- Just very quickly, is this along the same kind of humour as the boys? Exactly very this, much so, if different. not more. Oh, they've gone... Because the trailer didn't sell that to me at all. No, it's exactly the same. Book. It's exactly the same. This actual, sure. actual storyline is one of the runs from the boys' comic. It wasn't a spin-off in the book. Oh, okay. This is just a, a run. This is a set after the last season. Which I didn't realise at first. And I'm like, oh, shit. It's it yeah. directly after the last season, isn't it? So this is filling the void. Yeah. Where, so yeah. normally the boys would come out at this time of year. And now the, the boys has yeah. been put back to 2024. And we've got the we've got Gen V in its place. Um, so, yeah, with that in mind, that they, they're sort of um, competing for a top 10. The, um, the main guy, the number one, the guy who was all set to enter the seven without a, even a drafting. So... They've brought into law that obviously that um, becoming a member of the seven involves a draft and probably involves a public vote and everything. This main guy, who also is played by Patrick Schwarzenegger, I should add, who I didn't realise until oh, whilst yeah. I was uh, researching. Um, he's in on some bugger and all, isn't he? Oh, isn't he just? Yeah. <laughs> and he just? Um, he goes on kind of a... He has a bit of a, a menti B and... Um, he goes on a rampage before turning the rampage on himself, and from there on, it becomes kind of a who done it, which is where we're at now. Yeah, um, we've got five yeah. main, kind of five main characters, five main group of friends that are trying to figure out what's happened. I think the powers in this are the more interesting than the main powers. They're very, they're less the obvious, boys. aren't they? So we've got who've got yes. um, one character that can manipulate blood, cricket, cricket who who shrinks or grows, rice cock. <laughs> Oh, for riding sleep. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Again, very much like the same humor. Oh as yeah, the boys. it's disgusting. <laughs> it's fucking. Dis- oh, by the way, guys, tech nights in this. So get ready. <laughs> get, yes, get it. Get fucking ready. He is gadget, disgusting, Biggie. Biggie. Oh God, fuck's sake, Biggie. You do look like gadget a bit. Yeah, there are some uh, <laughs> shockingly, grossly hilarious moments. Um, cricket who is the girl that can either shrink or become huge depending on what she eats. She's my favourite. She is so good. She's such an amazing... Like, she's just compelling to watch as an actor. She's brilliant. But also, have you noticed that every power is linked to some kind of mental health? I didn't notice that, but now you've pointed it out, yes. Every single one is a mental health issue. And they're at university when... (gasps) 
I'm an adult. Hormones. <laughs> yeah, and they're all, every single power is linked to some kind of mental health. And I, I, I really, really appreciate the uh, non-binary character and the powers are non-binary as yeah. well. And they are extremely powerful and they're not hindered, uh, hindered at all by their non-binary aspect because they don't identify as non-binary. They are non-binary. That's what their power is. And it's very, I think it's really clever and it, it's really empathetic about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just, again, young women especially. It's really empowering women in this one, which I didn't expect. But it's not pandering because the women are dickheads still. Exactly. <laughs> They're all dickheads because it's the boys. Which is more so, which is empowering more so because, you know, women can be yeah. dickheads too. But I just, oh, I wow. absolutely love this. I wasn't expecting to like it quite as much as I did. In fact, I almost kind of went into it thinking, well, it's not the boys. It's not got the characters we love in it. I'm not, not going to be into this. I love it. I think it. it's just it's just the next season of the boys. It feels, it yeah, it feels like it because yeah, there's some references made to the boys, and there's you some, still see Homelander in background. And yeah, stuff. there's some very brief cameos and you everything, but it 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 kind of puts it into context in terms of where on the timeline that it's sitting, more or less. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's the boys' season that we've got in the interim, and I fucking adore yeah, it. I think I I think it's fucking brilliant. I genuinely think it's brilliant, and it's so. I think. Like and the, the showrunners have said, you need to watch this to watch the next season as well because it's. Late. I was gonna, uh, yeah, I was gonna speculate Characters on whether there's across, gonna be basically. some crossover, and I hope. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope it's cricket. But I mean, surely they'll take I some of the cricket. audience feedback because I think from from what I've been hearing, cricket's just she's far and away the most popular character. She's definitely ranked in the top ten, I think, for most people. And she knows how to ride a cock. She apparently so. Quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> Biggie's like I'm watching that tonight <laughs> um, It's great though and, and again The kids in it Even though they're all adult They don't look too adult They're not too yeah. fad You know when you watch These things oh, And you're like Fucking that, hell They totally kill her They're meant to play 16 year olds They're all at least 25 <laughs> <laughs> When I used to watch Saved by the Bell I'm like Hang on You look 30 AC Slater You look like You're a 30 year old man <laughs> <laughs> I'm 15, Zach. I'm 15. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah, but have you seen <laughs> the rock? That was yeah. Ralph Macchio in the Karate Kid. Wasn't he like 30 or 30. something ridiculous? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he looked like a kid. Yeah, he still does. He did. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, like Candy said, it's just, it's just great. If you love the boys, what are you hesitating for? This five episodes out already. Just go. Watch it. Watch it now. And before we do move on, I finished the story of Starfield this afternoon. Banger. It's a banger. Ooh. It's um without being spoilery. It's got Gone a bit of a, the ending's a bit of a thinker, a bit philosophical. Um bit of a thunker. But some of the final quests are really, really fun. But what about Candy when Bethesda promised us all that once you've played the once you've beat the game, the real game starts? Well, it's true because I've barely scratched the surface. Oh my days! Yeah, I'm about thirty. Hours I'll get onto it at some know. point. I just can't. I can't. I can't jump into a massive game like that when I'm still in the middle of another one. There's no can't need to. It. You'll be playing it for play, ages. Just... I don't play it in long stretches, me. Do you know what? But, but does my head in candy? Just everything's a loading screen, man. Oh, I don't find. I haven't found that. 
I found a loading screen at the beginning. Oh. I mean, I guess they just... I reckon it's because I'm streaming. I'm, I'm streaming it. Maybe it's something to do with that. It could be, but I mean... They could be disguising the loading screens and, you know, when... But I'm I, obviously I'm playing Cyberpunk simultaneously and that's like night and day. That is a modern Bethesda-style game in my mm. head. But, I mean... That's what it is. I think, I think you'll, 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 you'll love Starfield and I'm really enjoying it. But I think when you play Cyberpunk, Fanny Lid, that's going to that's gonna be like... Oh, I, am, I'm, oh, I might start it soon, as How, soon as um, I can afford it. Because yeah. I've got it on PS5, but I want to play it on my PC. Yeah. yeah man. How long is it taking you to do the main story then? Um, well, I think if you were just going to mainline it, it would probably take about 20 hours. Maybe a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, everyone's saying Maybe that, a little hours. bit. Maybe 20 to 25. I've not found myself mainline in this either. I'm kind of enjoying just bombing around. That's a Bethesda game though, isn't it? Just do what you want. I still think the NPCs are fucking shit. Oh, they're ugly. Though. They're so ugly. They're awful. Yeah. <laughs> I, t- I try not to talk to them because I'm like, the main, the main characters are, they're great. And they're well, well written and stuff like the main people, but the fucking NPCs, man, the heads go everywhere. I really enjoy <laughs> when you go to interact with them and then they just turn away from you. Yeah, <laughs> what are you doing? And then they kind of look around for a bit. Looking at you though. Yeah, I just, I always like seeing the clips of like people. You'll talk to someone and then there's another NPC that'll just look around at you with like scary eyes, just like behind them for no reason. I got a really, really. This must. Be- <laughs> This has to be the last game they use this engine oh, please, on. It has to please. be. I got a really good clip Fuck. earlier of I was in the middle of a gun battle and um, I was in first person view and I was like zooming in and then suddenly suddenly my companion just goes, hello, it's right <laughs> into my crosshairs. Get out of the way. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is a good game though. I don't, I don't know why people are proper ragging on it. There's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's just. Not next gen. It's it's not what we talked about earlier. Everyone seems to think that everything has to be has has to be just like but yet it's it's absolutely competent. And and like it was one of the who was the some of the developers came out and said not every game, even AAA games, not everything can be as polished as something like Baldur's Gate. That's not the standard. That's above the standard. Like mm. you can't. I mean, Baldur's Gate's been out for three years, hasn't it? Technically, because they've been doing it's early like, access. We want and games stuff. to be like that, but if you want games to be like that, it's going to take forever for them to come out. Years. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's well worth playing though. I'm I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play I it. I just the the story does intrigue me. I just can't. More intriguing than Skyrim. I can't put myself onto that game before I finish Baldur's Gate three. Not yet. I'm playing small indie games between that, my Baldur's Gate session to try and stop me from... You must be on fucking 500 hours on Baldur's Gate at this point. Um, Steam says like 60, but that's not true because there's been a few times where I just walked away from the PC and left it running for a bit. So... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It puts knock 10 hours yeah. off. I should be further ahead, really. Yeah, Starfield, I'm, I'm yeah, looking forward like, to playing it. it. I just don't know when I'm going to get onto it. By the time you play it as well, there's probably be a nice chunky patch on it, something like that. Anyway, because mm. it's not—I've not—I've not had any glitches, me. No game-breaking glitches. I think it, it gets a little bit worse towards the end, like some of the the, the final. I've I've struggled more um, with some of the final quests, but not—I mean, nothing super major, really. But yeah, I did get some funny ones that I took clips of earlier. <laughs> but you like that? That's your feature. Yeah, I love it. It wouldn't be a Bethesda game without <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> Exactly. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Biggie, actually, not Gadget. Not Biggie. I've got a few things I want to cover. Um, but the first one I want to talk about is the reason why I'm hungover. 
So uh, a friend of ours that we play um, Battlefield and COD with for nearly two years now um, happened to be in a conference in London. So we spoke to him about coming down to come and see us. So he popped down to the South Coast and we That's met up right. over the weekend. Even from London. Well, no, he's from Halifax. So it was even longer for him. So, um, but yeah, Not we had a, um, a really good weekend. Um, but of course, you would assume that we get loads of tellies into a room, set up our PS5s and play COD all weekend. But no, instead we played couch co-op games and we played Overcooked 2, Good we played it. Tricky Towers, um, something else we played. But the one that we did thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy, and I have to give a shout out to Super Cat for this one, because she reviewed it on Smash That Glass. And this is Nippon Marathon. She reviewed it on our show. What a batshit crazy <laughs> game. It was on yeah, here, that is. It's, I was on here. I thought it was on Smash That Cross. We talked about it. I mean, we we do own that podcast as well. So yeah. I'm sure she no, did. No, she wanted to, anyway, uh, anyway, she wanted to get the develop. Was it the developer was going to be on Smash That Glass? Oh uh, yeah, the, yeah. I the, think yeah, that the was the plan, wasn't it? Out right. you, you were nearly there, weren't you? You would even planned, and she thought, "I can't go on a big show like that." I, that was what that, I think. That's how it went down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she does. But just in case you're not aware of the game, it's a crazy physics-driven four-player marathon across Japan. Combining classic races like Micro Machines and the sanity of TV's Takeshi Castle, you smash through offices and shopping malls and hurl fruit at your opponents in a party game unlike anything you have played before. Um, it's batshit mental. Um, I think like uh, Supernatic Cat mentioned, it's just got mad audio. The graphics are mental. Very Japanese-y. Um, it's just a lot of fun. And it's yeah. not... It doesn't look polished, and I don't know if that was the intention or the fact that it doesn't Mate, matter deliberate. because it's such. You can tell it is such fun, and it the looks like party games as well. But it's deliberate. Yeah, but the party games as well. We played. Um, there's one that's like an assault course with all these weird things, like boxing gloves popping out of the wall, and uh, trying to get to the end game and trying to um, get the biggest score. And uh, one of the really funny ones is uh, the shopping trolley bowling. Where you basically get your character from um, a third-person view. You have to set your trolley up and then take a massive run up and then jump into the trolley and smash through massive 10-pin bowling. And, yeah, it was just such a giggle. Just We played it for hours till about four in the morning, uh, just chuckling away. It was great fun. So, yeah, highly, highly recommend that. And you were doing that so, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming? No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. And I love this review on Steam. Was it, Somebody was it said, some Jack Silly. and Danny, I'll tickle your fanny? Oh, no. <laughs> no, it was great. And uh, this review on Steam says, silly, incoherent, nonsensical, 11 out of 10. And I think that's pretty like nice. Podcast. The great score. Absolutely. Incoherent. <laughs> Mess. <laughs> but um, the other things I wanted to talk about was inspired by everyone talking about uh, books last week. So I uh, ended up getting back into some graphic novels. So I just want to mention a, a few that I've I picked up. Um, yeah, I don't want to get spoilery too much, but there's a few I want to recommend. Uh, first one is Baby Teeth. Oh, yes, Which dude. is the writer-creator, Donny Cates, artist-creator, and covers Gary Brown. Um, the story offers a unique take on the final battle between good and evil that pushed concepts about God, Satan, and the Antichrist into dramatic new territory. And it's based on the um, idea of a 16-year-old Sadie giving birth to the Antichrist in modern times. And then it's about her dealing with that and her family supporting her and then actually meeting a chaotic bunch of characters. And it's a really good storyline. There's time jumps. Um, yeah, really thoroughly well done. Um, I, I pretty much just 
binged it. It was great. Nice, short, sweet. There may Easy be reading further it. tales, but it's a nice, complete story at the moment, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, then went on to Autumnal. Uh, following the death of her estranged mother, character Kat Somerville and her daughter Sybil flee a difficult life in Chicago for the quaint and possibly deadly town of Comfort Notch in New Hampshire. Uh, it's from uh, New York Times bestselling author Daniel Krauss, who did The Shape of Water, Troll Hunters, and The Living Dead. Troll um, It's very much like, um, oh, fucking hell, uh, The Wicker Man, bit of Midsummer, kind of all that kind of idea of a cult in a town. Paganism um, and stuff like and that. Pagan, yeah, it's really dark. It's really oh. interesting story. Really like that. I've never heard of um, that one. Finally, my favourite one out the lot is The Nice House on the Lake. Yeah, this I know is a comic one. book series written by James uh, Tinian the Fourth and illustrated by Alvaro Martinez Bueno. And this story revolves around a group of people who are invited to a beautiful house in the woods overlooking a lake by their friend Walter, who the group have all known throughout their life from either at college, um, going into um, early high school or wherever, university. And after they've all had a difficult year, they all accept the invitation to spend a week there. However, things take a very dark turn as they realise that Walter's intentions are not what they seem. And he turns out to be a, a shape-shifting alien. And basically, this I can ruin this bit because it's basically revealed in the very first part of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go um, for it, yeah. It's not, not really a spoiler. Basically, pretty much Earth is annihilated in this apocalyptic outside of this house. They find out via social media, their phones, that while they're at the house, literally all their families, everybody around the world is Everyone's completely gone. annihilated. And Walter, for some reason, has just picked this bunch of friends to stay at this house and everything that they want is available to them. Yeah. And it goes places, man. It's dark, it's weird, it's enthralling. And what I like about all three of the ones that I mentioned is that it's the kind of quality and direction in the graphic novels that you have with TV shows. And it's just, there's cliffhangers, it's unputdownable, there's really good direction, there's pre-stories, there's just everything, there's character arcs, it's just everything you want out of a show, but in graphic novel form. And I've been just in my downtime reading through all of these, and they are awesome, and I've got so many more to read as well, but they were my picks. They're awesome. If you like graphic novels and want really thought-provoking stories, go for it. Yeah, man. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Oh... Who's going to do the feedback? Sorry, Stig, this is a podcast. Are you going to say me? me? Well, it is me, isn't it? Because everyone else is uh, Biggie's got the news and Candy's <laughs> gearing herself up to take us into a deranged mind for it. So. Oh, God. <laughs> Go on, then, mate. No, have we no, got any? I'm sure just, we have. Those eyebrows just going, yep, yep. <laughs> Right, yeah. yeah um, the mate's <laughs> up, we have Dean, that Efkin guy, says, been watching True Detective Season 1 after we finished Boardwalk Empire at the weekend. Uh, mm. uh, loved it. He's talking means Boardwalk Empire there. Even the final season, which seems to annoy people, Richard Harrow is possibly one of the one of my favourite fictional characters ever now. Awesome. Yeah, Richard Harrow is fucking Agreed. mint. Brilliant. I've not seen so that show. So good. Biggie, lo- you'd what? love it. It's all about this. Oh, no, it's Built for you. It's such a biggie show. It's just one of those things yeah. I have to get it around to the Literally catching. should be called Biggie's Empire. There you go. <laughs> That's your next TV show to like watch. Um, cool. And he, he says, uh, check out what I've got lined up uh, after we finish the show. And this picture of Columbo, old school Columbo. 
And another thing. Oh, I love Columbo so much. I used to watch it. You know when I used to like wag school? Come home and watch a bit of Columbo mm. on Channel 2. Don't skip school, kids. Don't. Unless you're going to watch Columbo. <laughs> yeah. uh, next up we have Mike said oh, it's on this fire. week I have mainly been shiny hunting Pokemon took my son axe throwing in Halifax on Saturday which was really fun I beat him with axes but he crushed me when we moved on to the Batarangs nice oh hopefully he means score not actually literally <laughs> yeah, you never know Mike <laughs> <laughs> um, what does he mean shiny hunting um, I don't know just that's what it just says. <laughs> Looking for shiny Pokemons, oh. I think. In Pokemon Go, I presume. Oh, oh shit, yeah. Of course it is, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Gets you outside that game. Unless he's just been buying a move. shitload of Pokemon card packs and been looking for them for shinies. Yeah, just going into, <laughs> going into uh, Rhythm and Booze yeah, and buying all be. packs. Yeah. Uh, Oh, cool. Zenos, he says, because uh, I, I said, uh, which Oodle said last week, if you've got any feedback on what you've been up to, but also from last week's show or anything else we do, then, you know, just... Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Don't just have to be about what, you, what you've been up to. to shine. He says, as far as Scott Sheep, really enjoyed the first Filth Water episode. Very much looking forward to hearing the next one. I think I've got an idea of what's going on, but I'm prepared to be proven wrong. You, you probably will be, because you, with us, what you think is going to happen <laughs> never happens. <laughs> I chose the wrong path. Yeah. <laughs> I will say only that I think Gadget made a mistake asking the zombie if Clint did something. Okay. Ah. Uh, and if you want to know what yeah, he's talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah it's Scott Sheep. We uh, are currently on a mid-season break and we've done our uh, one shot, which... Well, we're, we're the only people that know our yeah, end. which oodles well. uh, oh, the end. Doesn't it end? <laughs> it does end. Uh, outside of that, <laughs> I does. have not... Been playing Baldur's Gate this week. You still haven't finished it? Come on, lad. No, never have I. Uh, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide just dropped a massive update overhauling all its classes with much more customization than it ever had before. So my friends and I have been playing that. It's a huge improvement over the classes at launch. And the sheer versatility you get now is. is fantastic. Along with all the options for armor, regen, ability, and damage bonuses, every class now has three options for their blitz grenade ability their class action, and their passive aura. Does any of us here know what he's talking about? And I don't know what type of game Dark Tide is. I think it's a... I think no, it's I a... If I could be wrong, but I think it's one of those three-player co-op like shooters. Oh. Yeah, I think it's an action RPG, isn't I it? thought Warhammer was fucking fantasy. Yeah. Like, oh. deep space fantasy, isn't it? Like, sci-fi. Oh yeah, there's that there's that one in there with space all the religion. Big, big shoulders and stuff, aren't there? They're all big shoulder pads on. It, Dark Tide is oh. a shooter, roleplaying shooter, role shooter. Oh, oh. Uh, anyway, he also that says that is screaming at the edit, screaming. <laughs> I personally uh, personally play a. Oh, he says I personally play a psyker because, of course, I'm a fucking wizard, and and I can now replace many enemies' heads. Sorry, I can now. Replace, make enemies' heads explode with Emperor Palpatine-style sparkly jazz hands <laughs> or with a swarm of seeking projectiles <laughs> that are basically psychic versions of Yondu's arrow from Guardians of the Galaxy. I can also turn my force push, which lets me dump the how close is your head to exploding meter into the void to get rid of it into a massive telekinesis barrier 
or a trace state of, sorry, which makes me into a terrifying warp-powered sniper up until the head explosion, explode, head explosion meter caps out and it ends my head explodes. Uh, ends or my head explodes. Jesus. A <laughs> <laughs> lot of talk of head exploding there. And he picks up on me. He picks up on me in the yeah. news. I prefer I'm keeping really my head um, intact, though. I, yeah. It's Zenos. He, he, he does it's the detail in his in his prose when he ta- writes into us. I I love it, but I've never had to read one of his things out. Bless him. I think it's. I, I I'm pretty sure Gadget has mentioned this game though. It's just Dark Tide. The name that not the forty forty k hammers or whatever it got. The the Dark Tide bit. I feel like I remember it. Mm. Gadget in the edit if you want. You can say yeah. I remember it. That'll be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Last up is uh, Kurt Lewin, best boy. He says, I, Hi, Emmy crew. This week I finished Cocoon, but I won't go into it because I'm sure Stig will cover this this week. You are correct. He did. How did he know? Needless to say that you should all play it, though, because it's fantastic. Also this week came the release of Forza mm-hmm. Motorsport, which I got early because I paid for the early access. I wouldn't normally do this, but I had 40, Ooh, £45 good? Pounds of credit on my Xbox account from all the rewards points I've accumulated, but I had to use them by Tuesday last week. So onto Forza Motorsport. Shit. The driving model is very good and it looks fantastic, but I've already got a refund on it. Reasons being that what? it had a huge grind. And the way it works is that for every race you do, you get car points, which you use to upgrade your car. The problem is that any points you earn can only be applied to that car alone, similar to how XP works in Pokemon. Someone estimated that to fully upgrade one car could take five to six hours, considering how many cars are in this game. That's a lot of driving. Also, every single race has a practice session. You don't have to do this, but it's encouraged so that you can earn more car points. If you don't do it, then it will take even longer to upgrade your car. If you don't know what a practice session is, it's three laps of just driving, not even racing. In the real life, this makes sense because... Sorry, in real life, this makes sense. And maybe the first time in the game, as you get used to the track, but every single time, no. After my eighth practice session, Mm -hmm. I began to doubt this game was for me. So I somehow got a refund. I may come back to it if they patch and prove things, but otherwise it's unlikely. It sounds like they've created a game for me there. It sounds terrible. <laughs> I generally think I that like the idea awful. of having to level up every single one of my cars in my garage. I, I like do that. not like these kind of car games. Give me a horizon where you're just bombing around and doing silly shit. Much more fun. You would not like no. Gran Turismo, mate. <laughs> Looks pretty, but Ooh, I boring. Loved it. Anyway, he also says, with my refund, I went and purchased the Crew Motorsport, which I shouldn't shouldn't have done. Sorry, which I should have done a couple of weeks ago when it came out, because it's an incredible racing game. From my early impressions, it's an open world race oh. at a King to Falls and Horizon set in a beautiful Hawaiian island. There's a there is a huge barriers of events, and the cars feel great to drive. More arcadey, but it fits the style of game it is. Better soundtrack than Forza Horizon 2. A big difference from Forza Horizon is that this also includes motorcycles, planes, and speedboats. But I've got not, not got used to any of these Ooh. yet. I've not got to use any of these yet. Uh, I've got a huge yeah. smile on my face as I race around, jumping off clips and sustaining no damage to my suspension. It's great and reminds me of the silly challenges you get on Top Gear. Highly recommend, especially for those without an Xbox to play Horizon. That sounds way more up my street. Mm. So much more fun. Yeah, I like the look of that. I, 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 I'm really more into Forza Horizon. Right? <laughs> Forza um, Sport Motorsport. I like, I, like, I like the idea just, of that one, me. It just sounds so dull. Look. 
I'm a dull guy, mate. Round, I'm dull normal, guy. grey, boring <laughs> race tracks. Mate, I was looking. I, were, I watched a, a lad play an hour of um, Garbage Man Simulator earlier. Fantastic looking game. I'd prefer to play that Fantastic than motorsport. They were interesting, though. Yeah, for me, just arcade games. They're just the fun. The, the ones you can just jump. It's because you're fucking no, cause you're Danny you Default, just... aren't you? You're just Danny Default. No, I'm not Danny Default. I just prefer games that are fun and not <laughs> boring driving around. Fun? How dare you want fun from your games? You need to be challenged. Nah, nah, that playing both. I, I liked the, the crew too. I like that. I like that a lot. It's good. I hated the fucking music on it though. It's all that fucking Yeah, it's time to race in America. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for feedback. Excellent, excellent, excellent. As always, links to all our extracurricular activities are in our show notes and at modernescapism.co.uk. If you are not, I mean, it's come out now, hasn't it? No, it's not. It'll be out. It is out. Yeah, they've listened to Kenny Potter. Did you hear me say it about five times last yeah. week, Stig? Good selling. Good selling. Yeah, that's what you yeah. want, isn't it? Good selling. Oh, Everyone's a look. It's a fucking it. great series. Yes. And if you've got feedback on that, because we get feedback on Scott Sheep on this show, let us know about that as well. You might get some other people thinking, I want in on that Kenny Potter shit. I want in on it. Don't be left alone. Don't be don't be the guy in the playground like sad because you're not into it. Oh, I'm sad. <laughs> get into it. <laughs> get fucking into it. Be cool. Be cool. But yes, if you are a patron, we will carry on this shite in the green room. I'm sure we've got questions as well. I'm sure we have. <sighs> Fucking get on at me we again. Do. But before we leave the scruffs <laughs> that won't pay us a quid. Oh, Candy, what's going on in that fucking brain of yours? And now, what's up in Candyland? Well, I made a purchase this week, and to be honest, it was just slightly out of my budget. And I'm here to talk about it in poetry go. form. Yeah. So oh, this is called. Like a bit of poetry. This is called <clears throat> VIP for the D. Are you ready? Right, nice. Yeah. <clears throat> in the realm of cyberspace, I did embark to secure a ticket to witness pure rock. Tenacious D, the kings of the scene, tickets were released, their concert was the dream. With eager anticipation, I navigated the web, with hope in my heart and excitement widespread. But to my dismay, a cruel twist in this tale, only VIP tickets with a hefty price did prevail. Oh, the agony, my heart sank. A gasp I let out, how could this be? How had my luck run out? I yearned for a ticket, any seat would do, but alas, it seems my options were few. Snapped up in a flash were the standard seats. Only only the extravagant VIP could take the seat. But for I, a humble fan, the cost was too steep to bear. Left to ponder, where did I go wrong? Where? The VIP package, a treasure beyond price. Would my bank account survive such a sacrifice? But then, with the music of the D echoed in my mind, I felt a spark and unwavering resolve I did find. So with trembling fingers and a lump in my throat, I clicked that VIP button, not knowing what I wrote. The transaction complete, my wallet thin and frail, but the shimmer of anticipation, it would not fail. For it's not about the price 
or the seats that were assigned, it's the passionate connection that can't be confined. In that intimate moment with Jack Black and Kyle G, I'll be amongst the chosen watching the D. Though broke I might be, my spirit shall soar. As the rock gods descend and the crowd lets out a roar, I may be poor in wealth, yet rich in celebration, because Tenacious D concert is worth the inflation. <laughs> well done. Now we're all dying to know how much that costs. £121. Fuck it. With two free drinks wow. and That's parking. That's not too bad. That's not two free bad. drinks. Two free drinks. Make sure they're Long Island iced teas. Bo- the most destruct- <laughs> yep. the most destructive cocktail known Four to bottles man. Bottles of champagne, hopefully. Where have you got to go for that? Pardon? Where have you oh, got to go? Birmingham NEC, so it's fine. Birmingham. Guess who she's going with, Biggie? Guess who she's fucking going with? Hmm? Hmm? Think. Guess. Well, it's acid pearl, I see. And. 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 Maybe Pip's better half. Yes. Yeah. Can you remember when he asked us, <laughs> us three lads to go with him as well? No, you can't, can you? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, Stig, we'll go to Leeds. You can come see the D with us. I am. Um, not going all the way to Birmingham. Fuck that. Fucking dance out. It's up north, <laughs> Birmingham. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it from? it's three hours away. Where Leeds, if I wanted to see Tenacious D, Leeds, Leeds is like for 45 minutes. <laughs> And just and just go home normally yeah. afterwards. <laughs> don't have to pay extra to stay over. Um, but that's not a lot, Candy. That's not too bad. Like, it's, when I was I'm looking for a, a Olivia Rodrigo tickets for the girls, VIP package, like 600 quid. Holy fuck. Yeah. I mean, it's more than I what would really... You, does she suck you off while you're there? <laughs> too much. That's, sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's too much. I don't even know how old this lady is. She's 20. It's all right. Oh, it's it's all fine. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I was expecting you to come out and be like, yeah, it was like 300 quid, but that's not no, too bad. Man. Parking, ticket, ticket's probably about 75 quid anyway out there. You're going to enjoy it. I think tickets are rigagoo uh, 60 quid normally. I mean, it's more, <laughs> it's more than I would like to have paid. It's definitely that? more than I could afford to pay. But it's the D. It's my husband. Why don't you get it on Klarna, mate? Get it on fucking Klarna. I don't know how that works. And also, you probably have to have a fairly decent credit history for that. Yeah, you do. You have to have that's good credit. That's me out. Fucking yeah, I'm not surprised with these mad purchases. <laughs> but I'm sure we'll get a review of that in 2027 or whenever in you're May. going. <laughs> oh, do you get do you get refunds on tickets if you're poor you're all like that? You've got I did get the uh you can buy yeah, insurance. I the insurance. I would, I would. I wouldn't I can't plan that. No, I might rest. be dead by then. Cannot. I will be dead Maybe. by then. We got um done over on that. Because we did you Yeah, know? we took the insurance out because it was during like COVID. Yeah, so you never but know, do you? It only covers you if you have COVID. So it didn't. So the fact that both my children had it, which meant that we couldn't go because we can't. We didn't can, count. We can't have someone come and look after them. This was like the oh. like just as you know, like the first set of gigs were opening up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like couldn't go, and, and they went. Oh, it only it only it's only if you get COVID and you have to prove that it was you. And I was just like, oh, well, that was. And I just didn't want to go by myself. Kate was like, "Oh, well, you go by yourself." I was like, "There are bands I'll yeah, go. There loser. are bands I will go see by myself." But this one was like, "Yeah, I, was like, I would I'd rather have gone with you." So, sh- yeah, mm, watch out, Candy. Make sure you've got the kids insured. <laughs> yeah. I will know this. That's when Kate turns around and says, "Well, can I go?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go with you. I want to go on my own. Kate trying to get somewhere by herself. You're having a laugh. Anyway. 
That was an, a beautiful bit of prose, a lovely poetry. Bit of poetry. Um, a great candle and not as mental as usual. Maybe she's getting a bit more mature, would you say? But great Now, prose. we shall see the patrons in a few seconds. But for everyone else, get out of here. Go on, scram. Bye. 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 This weekend, <laughs> 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 uh, didn't Chanda? I went on about that. No, just gobbled. <laughs> just gobbled. Oh, okay. <laughs> no wastage. <laughs> <laughs>